We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Lightyears. Andy Liu, it has officially happened. Stephen Curry is officially the all-time leaders in three-point shots made in the NBA. Felt like it was being dragged out for a little bit, but I'm going to be honest with you. The last couple of weeks, I was kind of like, dude, I don't really care. Because like we know Steph's the best, and we know he's going to make a thousand plus more before he retires. Like, what does it matter? Then I saw the moment, saw how much yeah. it meant to him. Yep. yep. Saw the way Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, just kind of the reverence, yep. kind of the historic moments, all that stuff. I got a little choked up. Not going to lie. Yeah. It's, you put it perfectly. Um, I was a little bit worn down. I mean, imagine Steph, if we were worn down, we don't do anything. And uh, the pregame was when it started for me. Uh, Madison Square Garden, you've got Ray Allen uh, and Reggie Miller and Steph kind of gathering together and laughing and talking. And it kind of hit me like, oh, shit, like this is going to be great. Like this is going to be what the moment should be. It should not have been in Philly. It should not have been in Indiana. If it was at Chase, it would have been cool because you would have hit 16. Like that's awesome. But like yeah, this is what the moment Joe should Rico's be. Man, it wasn't that chase. <laughs> um, but like this, I do think this is uh, this is what should have happened. Like this is perfect uh, for what Steph should have been, and he showed it. Uh, he acted like he won a playoff game. Like he hit a game winning shot of a playoff game. The way he after he made that he three, right, like he it was rem- crazy. It reminded me of a baseball player when they have like. A historic achievement and they walk out and tip their cap and like they're kind of teary-eyed like do you see like Derek Jeter's last game or like when Barry Bonds hit a hit the the home run to set the record they're just kind of like it's a it's a slow realization of what they've accomplished and like slow is the name of the game with with baseball right um that's kind of what it felt like because he hit the shot the game stops Steph is kind of I mean, he looked like he had some tears coming, you know, hiding in his jersey, hugging uh, his mom and his dad. And you could just tell it's like how much work went into this and how much it means to him, particularly for a guy who I don't think he thought he was ever going to get to this. Maybe he did think he'd get to this level, but it's not like it's not like he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 15, you know? We know that Steph really only genuinely is bothered by what X players say about him. He doesn't care about what Andy Lou says. He's not Kevin Durant. What Steph cares about is what other players feel about him. And I think what this moment meant was that everybody now knows. I mean, everybody already knew, like you said at the top. Everybody knows Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. But like cementing it like this, having like Steph's idols were probably Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. I mean, like, is that even a question? So like him yeah, doing it in front of those two guys, like, whew. I was going to say, he's he's always ha- said, like, Reggie Miller's one of his idols, and that has been right. with age. Um, Ray Allen was in the league when he got to the league. Like, how much did he really act as a guy who's somewhat contemporary? Uh, but Reggie was, like, a star when, like, you know, Steph was 10 years old. Yeah. Steph talked about yeah. like, mirroring 
Reggie with like hitting the shot and doing the choke symbol and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, there's just, there's levels to it. And it's, um, but I think it's perfect to be honest. I think it's better that it was an MSG than in chase. The Bay's the Bay's always going to love Steph more than like, n- he's just never going to get the same amount of love that he gets in the Bay. But when you consider just like March Madness at the Garden kind of made his name there, 54 points at the Garden, that was kind of his coming out moment that he's going to be an all-star and a superstar in this league. And then also it's just kind of like, did you see how many celebrities and people were outside there and everything? It's like, I don't want to take anything away from doing it at home. But there's something about MSG, particularly to Steph, when you take it back to college, that it has like a little bit more symbolism. Yeah. I mean, I, I also think the NBA did a great job promoting this game and the way that they they had the lead in promo, which was incredible. They had the Under Armour commercial after he broke the record, which was great. Then they stopped the game. I don't know what happened, whether it was a foul or time or whatever. They stopped the game. They allowed Steph to get his moment. They allowed him to sit down. He had the crowd going there. They had Ray Allen in the crowd who we could, you know, dab up. Reggie Miller took his phone out, which I thought was hilarious. Um, (laughs) All of it was great. Like, by the way, Reggie Miller. What a dad. What a dad move. Pulling out. He gets too much hate, by the way. He gets too much hate for being like the announcer. He is fun. Right. Also a dad move. I mean, just he's a fun guy. By the Um, way, Steph is being interviewed right now. And there's a kid behind him with a Kerr hat. I don't know. A Kerr hat? A Steve Kerr hat? Yeah, just a uh, K E R R, and I'm what? just <laughs> gold letters. I, I don't know where this kid got this hat, but uh, we need we need those hats. If you can oh. find those hats, send it to Andy and me. <laughs> Kurt 2.0 hats. I yeah. just thought it was perfectly done, man. Like the, the night, it felt so great. I, I, I'm with you. I teared up a little bit. Um, it got me thinking, like, man, if Steph retires, I mean, he will ret- retire one day, but like, I don't want to get there. But just think about, it, I'm like, fuck, that's gonna be tough. All of it was just perfectly done. Um, like it makes me like I just don't want to talk about the game because it was so bad. I just want to sit here and talk about Steph, but it's just and the way he did it, right? Let's can we talk about that for a second? The way he did it, it wasn't just some like yeah. wide open off the screen three, like just some like how core shit. Like it, no, it was some like running backwards, foot out, and quick release rainbow three, and you're just like, yeah, that's that. It had to fitting. be. It had to be. It had to. It be. had to be. It had to be. It's it's Steph Curry, like. Steph has to hit a ridiculous three for it to be the record breaker, right? So I, I'm with you. It was it was perfect. And um, I think part of the reason, actually, you're kind of hitting on it. Part of the reason I think I was like kind of salty about the record pursuit is like he's not retiring anytime soon. And when you talk about records, it makes me feel like the end is near. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to acknowledge any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like part of me is like, what what are we doing here, dude? He's in his prime. We're we're acting like he's like you know on his last years of his career and that sort of thing. So part of it for me might have even been like the psychology of I don't want to acknowledge that like you know one day he is going to be towards the end of his career because <laughs> I mean he, look he's the greatest shooter of all time. He's one of the greatest players of all time. It goes without saying he's the greatest warrior of all time. Like we're never going to see a player who matters this much to this specific team. He's already been on the Warriors 13 years. He's going to end up with his, his new contract, what, 17, 18 years, something like that. Like he might, I don't know. Does he play 20 years? We'll see. You know, it doesn't really matter. You're never going to see a player play 17 years with a one franchise again. He's going to do that. And then on top of it, if you see a guy play that many years, are they going to do it the way he did it? You know, like that's the other thing. He changed the game. He changed a franchise. He turned kind of a laughing stock team into a laughing stock team. hundred percent, hundred percent, not kind of hundred percent. Yeah. He turned a laughing or he turned, he took a laughing stock team and helped make them a glamor franchise. Like, People hate the Warriors now the same way they hate the Lakers and Celtics because they think the fan base is so obnoxious and thinks they're entitled. And it's like, that's a, literally because of Steph Curry. He took a team that everyone, no one thought mattered and turned them into 
a glamour team, right? And that's, I mean, I mean, he's he's good. He's the most important warrior. I would be shocked if there is another player who has anywhere near this level of impact. Oh God, no! In oh, Warriors God, no. history, you know, yeah. we're in our thirties. I don't know how long. You know, I, I like to think I'm going to live a long, long time. But, uh, <laughs> you are getting, you are getting. I'm cutting you off, man. You are getting. Uh, um, there will the Steph impact stuff is. He is one of the most impactful players in any sport across any generation. Um, I watched tonight um, Emmanuel quickly shoot a step back three. And I'm just like, yeah, this shit is not flying 10 years ago. And this is Emmanuel quickly, who's a decent young player trying to make his way into the he league. Can, he can shoot. He's going to be a shooter right. in this league for a period of time. But yes, you're right. He's <laughs> right. But 10 years ago. Yeah. First off, 10 years ago, Tom Thibodeau would never allow him to take that shot. Like that's actually exactly. the, best part, the best part of it is it's Tibbs like could not get a more like old school salty coach. I could never imagine a coach like that allowing quickly to take a step back three. And now he's forced to encourage it. He's forced to like, well, yep. this is how we got to play the game. That's Steph yep. Curry's impact. And that stuff. Exactly. That's exactly. And that's, when you talk about not just the greatest shooter, because it's unequivocally, objectively the greatest shooter of all time, part of it is like, you know why Steph, you know why Steph got to this many threes in this little games? He shot a lot more. And you know why he shot a lot more? Because he changed the freaking game. You know what I mean? Love Ray. Love I, I watched Ray growing up. Reggie's before my time. But like, you know, those guys didn't shoot that many threes they, because they couldn't. That wasn't how the game was. Steph Curry came along and he said, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to shoot five threes a game. I'm going to shoot eight. Now I'm shooting 15. And that's just where the NBA is going to be for the next, you know, at least the next 10 years. So I'm going to shoot. From, I'm, I'm going to shoot from 26. I'm going to shoot from 28. I'm going to start shooting from 30, <laughs> 35. I'm going to start shooting off the bounce. I'm, he literally yeah. made the off the dribble three a not just make it okay. It's a necessity. Like, what star perimeter player can get away without having that shot? I mean, even LeBron has it because he's forced to have it now. Yeah, I was I was going to say, the players who don't have that shot got passed by the wayside. Russell Westbrook yeah. does not yeah. have that shot. Eight years ago, Russell, people would be like, oh, Russ or Steph, you know, do you want the athleticism or the shooting? Huh? Now, it's not even a conversation. <laughs> people acknowledge Russ is not on that level because he can't shoot the ball and he can't shoot the ball. There's just a limit to how good a playmaker you can be. Huh? Yeah. Unless you're, you know, 6'10 or something. But he's huh? not. So huh? There will never be another like him. Good for Steph. Um, him him tearing up in the middle of a game is crazy, though, right? Like, that stuff is that stuff is insane. So do we want to talk about the game, Samuel? Do we want to talk about the game? We can talk a little about the game. And people can call in and talk about the game. It just – I mean, the game – it's hard for me to think of a hazier warrior game. And it's not mm. just because it was kind of a, it was, it was a quintessential mid December game. You know, it's just kind of like, dude, just get through it. Kind of ugly, all that sort of stuff. But it's just like watching Steph set the record in the first quarter. It was like hard for me to mentally focus on what was going on on the court for like half a game. Okay. Okay. You're in a good mood. I can see you're in a good mood. Cause, cause the game frustrated me a lot. And uh, so it doesn't sound like you're too worried about it. But, you know, the Steph stuff is great. We spent almost 20 minutes on it. But the game itself is I was frustrated. Tim, I think the offense has regressed to levels like I'm watching from last season right now. Part of it's they just missed a lot of open threes. Part of it's kind of the so, – so I, I don't want to be a party pooper, guys. I just – but, you know, the offense is worrisome. Let's see what happens with a couple of days off, I guess. But, yeah, it was it was tough. Against a Knicks team that, you know, not very good. I do want to note something on that, and I'm sure I will throw this stat out there a bazillion more times because I love to spam stats. Um, uh, at 6 a.m. too, by the way. Since, I'm waking up watching you tweet stats yeah. at 6 in the morning. Jesus. At, um, okay, so the Warriors obviously had that eight-game homestand at the beginning of the season. They get off to an amazing start, you know, all that sort of stuff. Since that eight-game homestand, they have they're eleven and four, which is mm-hmm. really good. Actually, now they're twelve and four. They have the number one defense in those fifteen games. The defense is real. I haven't seen them have one game where I'm like, "Damn, they're getting exposed on defense." Right? Huh, correct. They, they have the offense has dropped to eighth in the league during that span, which is not bad, but it's 
far different from the offense that was like ranked number one the first 10 games of the season. There has been some offensive regression. I think it's just, it's a talent thing, honestly. Like they're playing defense first players. There's just not a lot of shot creation on the floor. There's not a lot of shot making on the floor at times. Steve's always going to play Looney, Gary Payton the second, and those guys kind of over shooting options. And we're, we're seeing more and more ugly basketball because I think opposing teams are starting to figure out what the Warriors want to do. And they're just like asking players who are, let's just say like, okay, offensive players to beat them. Yeah. Um, I, you hit all the right buttons. I, I think that's it. I, I just, part of it's that, uh, part of it's kind of the players that they're playing are just elite defense. Like Jake, anytime you get JTA, GP2, Damian Lee is a good defender. He's not making shots, but he's a good defender. Um, Bealy, so they're getting away with his minutes, right? But like Looney, especially, right? Like Kaminga, like those are five guys that, you know, good defenders, part of the number one defense, but you're not going to get much offense out of that group, right? And I think that's why, and I tweeted this right after the game, but I think they're limping towards, uh, not limping, God, I shouldn't say that. They're the number one defense, number one team in the league. But they are anxiously waiting for the day Clay Thompson comes back. And hopefully that'll be on that homestand here after this week, um, hopefully in a, next week or so. Um, because a lot of those shots that are going missing where guys aren't shooting, I cannot wait, Sam. I cannot wait to see Clay shoot them. I just, I'm so excited because it's, I guess it's not that they need it. Stuff is going to get hot, but they kind of need it. <laughs> they kind of well, do, they especially against these better teams. Right? They need, they need someone who can make shots. Um, yeah. Just, just score under defensive intensity, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Like someone. Yeah. Pool was good a, today, but yeah, yeah. They need a legitimate Your boy. second option. Yeah. Pool's not a second option yet. Wiggins not a yeah. second option. They need a legitimate second option. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I, I agree with you. Pool, by the way, dude. Pool. T- Jordan pool Harden needs to, learn how, needs to learn how to fall, man. Oh my he god, I said the same a lot thing tonight. But a yeah. couple of those falls he took, I'm like, man, you're lucky you're 22 years old because. That stuff's not going to fly in a couple of years. You're going to start being on the uh, on the injured list on a regular basis. Well, I said that. So the Andre Godala got fouled. He went to the ground and he fell in slow mo. He did the old man fall. You know, you know the fall. Yeah, so I, yeah. I don't need to fall, but you know what? I'm not going to stand because I think it's going to actually hurt more to land and try to stand. I'm just going to go to the ground. Jordan Poole fell three times in the last five minutes, and each time. I was like, yo, if Draymond, Iguodala, or Steph fell like that, those guys might be out for three days. But Jordan Poole popped right back up. He's fine because he's 22 years old. Um, I'm with you. He might want to figure out how to land on two legs or just kind of break his fall a little bit better because, man, it's like, you know, we're kind of a little bit scarred with Steph's ankles, but his legs are going everywhere. His arms going everywhere. He looked great getting to the rim tonight. I thought he was very, very good. His shots will fall. But, but hey, fingers crossed, Jordan, please. <laughs> please, please learn to fall because we don't need him to get hurt. Uh, he's too crucial to the team. The other thing I want to talk about is uh, Kuminga, 10 minutes tonight. Ooh. Thought, he, thought he played a solid game there. Thought, thought he brought some energy, and it's like, man, I get excited when he gets on the floor because there is a lot of potential there, man. There's just – he has so much talent to be like a two-way monster. And – I thought he played good defense on Julius Randle tonight. I thought he he had a couple strong moves to the rim. I mean, I, I want to fast forward like two years to be to be perfectly <laughs> frank to see to see the player he can be. Right? Yeah, I think the Warriors would like to. I think Draymond would like them to fast forward two years. I think Draymond knows that Kaminga is going to be really good. He goes out of his way to say that they need twice now in post game where Draymond has said, "Hey, we're going to need Kaminga here. He provides things that we can't." Jamon's smart, man. Like, he knows. I think he knows Kaminga's going to be very good. First play of the game, uh, slow game. He comes in, takes a Steph screen, back screen, goes straight to the hole, lays it up. And I'm just like, yeah, who on the team is able to do that? Steph, Jordan Poole, that's about it. And those guys are guys that are 6'3". Kaminga's 6'8", 6'9". All muscle, straight to the hoop. Like, there's nobody on the team that can do what he does. And defensively, we talked about this last night, Sam. We talk about it repeatedly. And every time, I'm, I'm just a little bit more excited because – he does not make stupid plays defensively. He just doesn't. And that's crazy from a 19-year-old. Yeah, he doesn't reach. That's that's the most impressive part. Like, 19-year-old, you should be getting caught on pump fakes. Yes. Repeatedly against pros. And he doesn't. He's got pretty good instincts on the defensive end. Uh, he's got good instincts on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. But, yeah, I mean, he's 
you can see that there is a, just so much potential there in so many different areas. Just as a, in my opinion, if he can smooth out that jump shot, that's really all it takes at this point. Yeah, everything else, everything, everything else is going to come. I need him. I need, I want to see him play more. I need him to play. I don't care who he plays over. Um, he needs to be out there more often. I want to see him get more creative. I want to see him guard. He guarded Julius Randle tonight. He's str- Kaminga. Randle moved Draymond a few times. Randle did not move Kaminga. It's a few possessions that he tried to. That's scary stuff. <laughs> that is really scary. If you're telling me that Kaminga's got the lower body strength against big guys that Draymond does, ah, man, maybe I'm just getting too excited here. But that is that is elite defensive. And you level see, you, can, you see on the offensive end too, like guys just bounce oh, off. Oh man, goes so rim, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. There's no one else on the Warriors who does that. That's that's <laughs> the type of stuff you see from like Kawhi Leonard and exactly you know, some of the better wings in the league. Not saying he'll ever be as good as those guys. That's a ridiculously high bar to get to. But it's like, dude, he's. I don't even think he's filled out his body, to be perfectly frank. Like no he, way. No he's way. gonna get he's gonna get stronger. He's gonna, you know, kind of put on more muscle mass. I don't even know if he needs to, to be, to be honest. And <laughs> um it's it's just it's gonna be scary when he gets a little older and you're like, Oh, this guy's this guy's gonna be able to just move bodies to the rim when he wants he's, to. He's either gonna be Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James. There's no in between, there's no lower like you know, that's where <laughs> I am. Uh, we we do a lot of JK JK love on this podcast, but I, I'm excited to see how he plays the next couple of weeks, man. Excited. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T I C K P I C K, is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, should we open this to some callers? Let's get to the Goonies. Hopefully we'll get some people calling from MSG, maybe. Let's start with Bernardo from Brazil. Bernardo, what's Hello, up, man? What's up? Can you hear me? Fine? Yes, sir. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so I have one cheeky question and a comment. The cheeky question is, who would win in a three-point shootout? Oro Porter and Bielitsa or the Crash Bros in Portland? And <laughs> the, the comment is, I was watching the Thinking Basketball video about Draymond. And I, at, the, at the beginning of the video, he says that the Warriors have a, net, a defensive rating nine points below league average, which means 100 this year right. in, in this this situation, like the league average is 108, so the war is around 100. That's essentially a open Westbrook three-pointer on average in defense. Like the the average possession that you give up is the value of an open Westbrook three-pointer. Like think about that. Think about how good the Warriors defense is being, and that leads me to, in my opinion, and that's my personal opinion because I value defense, defense and playmaking a lot, Draymond might be one of the 10 best players in the world today based on his impact defensively and how he play, play makes next step. So, yeah, that's it. Bernardo, I appreciate it. By the way, how many players in the NBA can even outshoot Otto Porter in a shooting contest? Like, uh, that's kind of a fun question. Like, do, who, who would win a shooting contest, Damon, CJ, or Otto and Bielitsa? I think I'd take Otto and Bielitsa if, if we're just talking about shooting in an oh, open gym. Oh, God. Like, shooting in an open gym versus shooting in a game are, are different. Like, obviously, you're talking about, like, shooting under pressure off the bounce. I'm taking Portland's guys. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm with but, you. like, I, Otto, I don't know, man. That that shot is automatic. No other way around it, right? Like, it's, Yeah, I mean. You, you get him going around the shooting rack. I feel like. I feel like he he's he's the type of guy who might be able to beat Steph or Clay every now and then in the shooting contest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a he's got a clay type of like get him set up. He's he's money now. He doesn't have the off the off the screen type of stuff clay has. But Bielitsa four for four tonight from three. Um, I thought he was good defensively. He's a mess, but you know some days he's less of a mess than other days. Against a weak offensive team like the Knicks, you get to live with Bielitsa. So I'm happy that he played those minutes. Made some huge huge threes. Uh, he shot from really far away, which I thought was interesting. I don't blame him from sometimes passing up shots because I always feel like because his release is slower. That he can't get it up. Pause. He can't release it as quick as as you know an auto porter, right? And he shoots it kind of from the middle of his body. So I don't know. I just you know against these type of teams, belly belly. I thought he was good today, man. Um, I I I got no no slander for belly, but yeah, that that question. It does feel like, by the way, that's a, that's a good catch. It does feel like it's a coaching um coaching staff adjustment to have him. That's a good call. Take even another step back because they're like, look, man, you got a slow release. Why don't we just have you step farther away from the basket? You shoot it just as well. Like, if Bielitsa has time to get off his shot, he shoots as well as any, you know, as anyone, right? It's just like, I don't think he, you're right. He doesn't have as quick a release as like a Clay Thompson or a Steph Curry, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and also it gives the Warriors more spacing. That's like what the, the Rockets used to always do with like guys like Ryan. Well, I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like, dude. Stand 30 feet out. Make them guard you out there. Make them just like create a driving lane for Jordan Poole or Wiggins to just get to the rim. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. So. As long as you don't have Rhino playing a game seven trying to guard Steph Curry, you know, you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's avoid that. <laughs> Draymond top 10, he mentioned. Um, I don't know about that, but Draymond is uh, impact wise, definitely one of the best in the league. Draymond, Draymond's excellent, but I need to see the offense get to 16 levels before I go top 10. <laughs> all right. Will, what's up, bro? What a night, fellas. I got three major points. Yeah. I'm close with my guy, Steph. Uh, last night, I came on and said, Kaminga looks like a young Kawhi, and I am sticking to it. Give me all the Kaminga minutes. This guy is the youngest player in the league, and he is intimidating guys like that. There's a fluidity to his game. He's athletic as hell. And, boy, he just knows how to play defense at that young of an age. Can you imagine with some development? This guy is going to be the real deal. We knocked this pick out of the park. I am loving Kaminga. Second of all, my guy Andy, I, the negativity, I can't take it, man. We're 23-5. and five. Growing up, 
We missed the playoffs 19 of 20 years before our 2013 run. We got to enjoy this, man. I mean, was it a perfect game? It was not. But, man, we are literally 23 and 5. We're the number one seed in the West. We're, we're back, baby. <laughs> and the last thing you got to say, Steph Curry, I mean, he's my favorite athlete of all time. Bonte had a really cool stat. The Bay Area has the home run king, Barry Bonds, touchdown reception leader and Jerry Rice, stolen base leader in Henderson, and now Steph Curry with the three-point record. I think it's just a good time to kind of reminisce. What was your favorite Steph Curry moment of his tenure as a Golden State Warriors? Oh. Much love, guys. We're 23-5. and five. We're on our way this year, and we're getting Clay back next week. Life is good. Love it. I fucking love it. I love um, that. Hey, let, me go, let, me, let me go first. I want to go Steph Curry favorite moment. I got one off the top of my head, Sam. You can, you can take your time. Um, I was in person back when I was still covering the team in person at the game. Game seven, OKC coming back down from three run, three one. Uh, he had his uh, strained knee, sprained knee, whatever it was. And I've never seen Steph celebrate the way that he did after beating a team, after he went up against KD, Russ, Ibaka, all those guys, and just took over in a game seven winner go home situation. I saw him stand in front of a crowd and literally just stand there for like five minutes. And just yell and scream and just look, just look at the crowd and just soak it all in. Um, that felt like him getting over the mountaintop of, you know, the injury that he had, the the series being down that many against a team that they honestly probably weren't better than. Um, and just kind of a culmination of two seasons that he had been the best player in the world at that time. So I, that was my favorite stuff moment. He, to me, in that moment, that's the best player in the world. And he hasn't relinquished that. I'm going to go. There's a lot of moments and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them all one day in the future, but I'm going to give love to the Houston game six in 2019 mm. after KD went down, especially since he had an awful first half. Um, he went nuclear in that fourth quarter. And when he, when he pulled up on, when he pulled that off the dribble move on PJ Tucker to seal the game, I was just like, I have nothing else. I don't need to see anything else out of this team for the rest of my life. They've proven <laughs> he's, you know, it's, it, it was particularly since it was Houston. That was one of my all time favorites right there. Like Houston got the lucky break of KD going down. Now they can prove that they beat the Warriors without KD and Steph outplays CP and Harden when it matters the most. I mean, it just doesn't get any better, man. The guy has been through so many wars, which is, you know, kind of spin it to back to this year, right? The, the, the Steph, Draymond, Clay, Iguodala, all these guys have been through so many wars. It, it just, to me, when it comes to postseason time, I think there's just another gear of trust that I have with these guys versus, for example, like the Phoenix Suns. Like, if you're going to tell me in a six, seven game series, who's going to win? Who do I trust? It's not even close. It's the guys that have won. And frankly, it's the guy that freaking has beat CP3 like four times in the past three years. And I think that's that's the most important part when you look at this team in the postseason. So, ah, shit, man. We're, we're going to have to go for like four hours when he does retire on the top moments, but that's it's a, it's a good preview. Ryan, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, boys? How's it been? Hey, you know, hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, child. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably feels you, so. But uh, first off, uh, could we get these players to stop hugging, please? For the love of God, we've gone through two COVID cities, and both times all these players are, like, hugging and shit after the game. Like, come on. We're about to have a COVID outbreak on the team at this point. But other than that, uh, Steph Curry just – it was the perfect moment. And sh- I want to shout out the New York Knicks and Tom Thibodeau specifically for calling the timeout to let him have the moment at that very moment. It it felt very natural, and I just want to shout him out for that. And then – uh. Just a little Kaminga thing. The kid just keeps doing going past all the indicators, especially on defense. Like he switched one through five the entire night. And it was just beautiful to watch. And again, this was a back to back, and we put him in the meat grinder and took two W's. So let's go on to Boston and Toronto and put those two teams in the meat grinder. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Ryan. The great the great um, grind dubs, baby. Let's keep moving. Paritosh, what's up, man? I thought it was a foul. I didn't know if it was a tips timeout, but I guess it was a tips timeout. Okay, great catch. 
I thought maybe the Warriors took a foul or something and they called a time. But yeah, that was awesome. Hey, Simon Andy, can you hear me? There we go. We can hear you. What's up, Eric? Yeah, sorry, it's microphone issues for me. Anyway, so yeah, I hope you, uh, all of us are finally relieved that Damien Lee broke his three-point lull, so the biggest thing of the night. But on a more serious note, I was wondering, going back to the game, do you think that the slump that Steph is in is partially caused by the rotations or maybe this, he's having a tough time getting out of it because of the rotations? Because the, the, he never gets to get into a rotation before. Like once he's hit like two threes, Kerr always takes him out at the six-minute mark. So yeah, that was my question. But apart from that, great. Oh shit! <laughs> I, think got, I, th- I think we got Paratosh's question, question, but I, pre- I appreciate. Do you, I, I really don't think it's the rotations, honestly. I think it's combo of the record and it being um, that part of the season where it's kind of like dog days. Like there's a little bit of grind, and then finally, Steph's just taking more threes. I feel like he's just a little more trigger happy than usual. So little trigger happy. I don't really have a problem with it either. I, I, I kind of disagree with you, though, Sam. Okay. I kind of disagree. I've been thinking about this, and I know I've said on previous pods that I don't think it's the rotations. But, you know, Andrew Bogut did say a couple, you know, on a pod a year or so ago, right on the show, Andrew Bogut, um, did say that, you know, what makes Steph great is he's going to come into a game and he's ha- he's happy to kind of sit back and, and kind of watch his team kind of go through the passes and go through the oh, reads yeah, for, for three minutes or so, right? And then all of a sudden, he'll kill you for three three threes and a layup in the next four. And I think that rotation is messing him up a little bit. It is saying, like, well, he, Steph's got to come out and he's got to kind of gun for shots. Because if he doesn't, he's going to sit for a few minutes and he's going to come back and he's going to sit again next half. So I like the rotation idea. I like what Steve is doing. I I don't think I do think it also means that Steph is is he doesn't like it obviously I do think it's affecting the way that he likes to play basketball because if he's out there all 12 he gets into his own rhythm because the style he plays is different it's not like he's James Harden he doesn't just have the ball and just dribble 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 dribble, dribble shoot every single time down so it doesn't matter how long he plays so I, th- I think there's a fair point I guess the question is like do you think Steph can adjust this game around that I, I think he could I think he can he's Able to adjust to anything his whole career, so. I, but I think it is kind of a kind of. I can, I can I can I can hear you on that. He's not getting a chance to get his his full rhythm going. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm kind of. I still think I still think it's not that big. Small sample we'll size. Let's give it a. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Shick, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Not yeah. much. What's what's good? Yeah, I, mean, I feel for Damian Lee, man. Early fatherhood, and he's uh, struggling with a young kid. Anyways, I hope I hope this kid takes off for uh, Seidel's shot, Seidel's uh, Gen X or Bloodline for her for a shot rather than him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of struggling. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I was just like one of my Nuggets friends, uh, friends who's like a fan of the Nuggets was uh, just kind of hating on Curry a bit. He's like, yeah, Trey Young's gonna break this record in a few years anyway. With the <laughs> And I was I was telling him, man, there's levels to this. Like, first of all, Steph is unprecedented because of his volume and his efficiency. And his overall impact of the game is is what changed everything. I mean, Trey Young doesn't do Trey Young stuff without Steph. So Trey Young also wasn't a better shooter. <laughs> I also Shig, I appreciate the call. I'm I'm kind of confused why people think Trey will be the one who does it. Just because I'm looking at Trey's numbers right now. Um, good shooter, very good shooter to be to be perfectly frank. But he's not a great shooter. His his most he's ever made in a season is two oh five. Um, I'm sure at some point he'll get up to the three hundred range like James Harden. But I feel like he's he's more Dame Harden than Steph with the shooting. And I just don't think he's going to end up making enough threes. Like Steph's going to get to over four thousand. He's at 570 right now. Is he going to get 3,500? Mm, I don't know. That seems. I think the, there will be a player who challenges it, and I don't think that player's in the NBA. He's not in the NBA yeah. right now. Agreed. I, also, d- does he watch Trey Young? Trey Young doesn't even play like Steph Curry. Trey Young plays like your traditional point guard. He's well, a lot of floaters, draws fouls. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, just yeah, the way yeah. that he plays, that's just not a type of guy that's going to shoot that many threes. And and like you said, he's also more of a Dame level, Harden level shooter. But you know what? Like most guys are. It's just like yeah. nobody's a Steph level fucking shooter. It's not like it's not a human being that exists on the world that's like that right now. Maybe robots. Yeah, I mean, he would need to average 250 a season for 14 years to get to to 4,000. That would be up till he's age 38. I don't, I don't really know. That seems he should six like a lot. threes a game, seven threes a game. It's not enough. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I, 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 I've, I've seen Trey mentioned a bunch. I think Trey can do a bunch of good things, but I don't, I don't know where, I, I don't know why people think he's gonna be the one that does the specific three point thing. You know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm we'll with see. It. I mean, just a combination of the volume, efficiency, and ball handling is what you need to be Steph Curry, and nobody has that. Just no yeah. one in existence. No one in existence. So make some stuff. Uh, let's keep going. Sebastian, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, go. guys? There we go. What's up, dude? First time caller, long time listener. So Hell it was yeah. a great night. It was a great night. Um, I, I do want to think, uh, think positive, right? I mean, without the great defense that the team locked in at the, on, on the second half, we wouldn't have won this game or the past, what, the past three games. And I think that it, it is looking up pretty reliable defense, and it's it's looking great, great ahead. Uh, we, we're waiting for play, and it's going to be great. Yeah, appreciate it, Sebastian. Short and sweet call. To the point. I, th- I think, yeah, now that we've seen this, that's the next thing. Now that we've seen Steph break the record next week, maybe? Oh, oh you get me pumped up. You get me pumped maybe, up, Sam. Maybe, maybe next week. I don't know, man. It seems it's right around the corner. This is Sam this Sources. Is rewards, man. Sam, <laughs> Sam Sources. December, December 20th. Everyone and their mom thinks it's the 20th or the 23rd. I, if, if you know what, if I had to guess, I'd say 23rd. But okay. um, who knows? Who knows? They could push it to after Christmas, for all we know. They keep winning games like this. It's not like there's a huge rush. I, I, it's a rush because I want it to happen, Sam. I am sick and tired of waiting. It's been two years. I'm selfish. It's it's about the war. <laughs> I just, oh, man. I, oh, you know, when, when Clay's with, ready, yeah. gets bring him back. But, uh Ah, yeah, when you, it's, we're, we're, it's so close to it being a thing that it's just like, come on, man, just get it done. Just yeah. come on. But it's like uh, compared to something, but you know, well, well you know, <laughs> let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Come on, boys and girls. Zachary, turn yourself off mute. What's up, man? Hey, Sam. Hey, Andy. How's it going? Hey, it's good. Up? What's up, dude? Uh, big fan. Love the content. Um, first things first, like. All the flowers for Steph, man. Congrats. Like, greatest of all time. Um, I was going to call with a hot take and say that Kaminga needed, uh, you know, 20 minutes a game, but everybody's pretty much covered <laughs> that. So uh, I'll one-up it and just say uh, Moody needs some minutes too. Uh, there's nothing out there I'm seeing like D. Lee is doing that Moody couldn't do. And then Kaminga needs 20 minutes as well. So that's it, guys. Thanks. Hell, yeah. Hey, I saw Sam. I saw Moses Moody shot twenty times in a G League game. You know what that tells me? You know what that tells me that guy has some fucking confidence. <laughs> that guy, that guy is not passing up shots. It would be cool to see Moses Moody play some minutes. Um, it's hey, it's mid December. You lose a game here or there. Who cares? Um, get the guy some run. I'd be interesting to see Moody out there. Uh, twenty shots. My God, have you ever taken twenty eight shots? That's crazy. Maybe of alcohol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tequila. I was going to say 28 shots of the game, not a chance in hell that I get that many up. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? And they're letting him handle the ball in the G League. Like, it's yeah. clear they're trying to just see what he can do beyond. Like, he's going to be able to shoot the ball in the NBA. But can he be more than that? You know? Yeah. All right. Keep moving. Ty. Good. Yo, yo. What's up, man? Oh, it's good. I got I got a, a a quick point and then and then a, a halfway double point. I'm gonna try and uh, keep it a little little curt, but um, I do think the the one good thing uh, that comes out of the Steph um, you know December slump annually is that uh, it kind of distracted us all from the fact that Clay is tantalizingly close. And at this point, I'm not sure 
how much less strenuous um like the dog days of December basketball are than like 30 minutes of scrimmage against people who are trying to prove themselves and fight for their careers. But um going forward, uh I think with the Steph versus the refs thing, I think that has to end. But like on a deeper level, I think like the new rules are, are going to help a lot of that just because like I think a lot of the beef between refs and players comes from the fact that for like years, refs have been trying to trick uh, tricks. Players have been trying to trick refs and refing as much as they all suck is like the hardest job in America and the least appreciated. Uh, and that like just causes beef and then that causes text and that shit annoys everybody. But it kind of leads into why it's so special. Like what Steph does is because like in the society where everything's capitalism and exploitation and get it for one and sell it for two and a let's reverse engineer, uh, legacy by making sure I have two all NBA guards on every team I play with Kevin Durant. But like when you have something that's like pure, like that's real, it's organic. Like, yo, the Warriors had as much talent as anybody, but it happened just kind of like not by accident, but on some real shit. And I don't know. I just think it's 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 special to see something real um, that nobody really could because we're so cynical, like anybody else having any other kind of record. And you see a little bit of the hate just because like that's the Internet. But like seeing everybody understand this is a real moment where real things happen. It's like yeah. special. That's what sports. Hi, great call. Damn, that was called the fucking season so far. I think I think he's right. By the way, it's the fact that we've seen Steph go through the low points and not quit with this team, go through the injuries, get to the finals, lose in the finals, get knocked yeah. back down. Like that stuff makes it more special instead of just jumping ship anytime the team doesn't work. <laughs> he's real. This is why. This is why everybody gathers to watch Steph Curry on a Tuesday night. I mean, even if it's not this game, everybody gathers to watch Steph Curry on a Saturday night, Wednesday night. It's just and not even Steph Curry, the Warriors. When Clay's going to be back, this team is going to be up. There's something different about the way that they do this organically. I think Ty is right. And, and people resonate to that. This is why people are teams of fans. And that resonates, I think, a lot more. That was, that was awesome. I got nothing else to add. Hey, old old Count the Dings friend, Karima. What's up? Hey, hey guys. I wasn't sure you remember. Of course. Of course uh, I remember. So, What's uh, going on? I'm finally, you know, I got the nerve to press the button. So <laughs> appreciate you. All the time. Um, my thing is, is I just want to say that I had no idea that I would get this emotional watching him break the record. Like I was standing up. I was clapping as if I was at Madison Square Garden. It was, it just, I was like, what is happening? I had no idea it was going to hit me like that, but it was so beautiful. Just all the love that was in there. It was so awesome. And he's just, he's just the best. And that's why we say Steph better. We say everything Steph. Um, and lastly, I just want to say, do we really think that we are going to trade anybody for Sabonis? I, just, I, can't, take it. I can't take it. All right. Thank you guys so much. Love Appreciate. You. Call back in. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to put my name on the line that I don't know if the Warriors will make a trade or not. I'm, I'm siding with not. But if they do, there's no way in hell it's for Sabonis. <laughs> The non is fucking a bonus. No, it's not happening, man. This team is too smart. Um, back to the stuff. Stuff I prepared today, Sam. Like it was a playoff game. I I went to my buddy's house. I started drinking at like three o'clock. I left work early. You know what I mean? Like I was ready for this game. I was mentally locked in, and just, they just talked about it earlier. They did it the right way, man. Um, from from pregame to the hype to the celebration to the post game. I got to go back and watch the post game. Just everything was done great. Good for Steph. This doesn't get any better. The other thing was, Sam, have you seen Del Curry's fit tonight? I think that that's what you should do. That's what you should do. Now that you're a, you're a new dad, you should try Del Curry's fit on. It would look good on you. Put <laughs> the belt in the chain. Stop. Stop. <laughs> he, I, he, I need you to stage an intervention if I show up with a thin shirt into a Gucci belt. <laughs> Inter, intervention right now. Midlife crisis fully on display. I couldn't help it. I couldn't. Help. I could see you doing it. You know, you look like a fob uncle. You know, your favorite. <laughs> that is. I mean, no comment. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, what's up, man? Chris got an incredible AV. He looks like he's uh, he's trap day every day, shoulder day all day. <laughs> God. Okay, there can you now? There we go. Yeah, we what's, can up, hear you. what's up, man? Sam Andy was good. Lightyear's fam was goody mob. Hey, uh, <laughs> I think uh, this kind of goes full circle because Steph kind of breaking out and getting those 54 points in the Garden back in 2013 into this all-time three-point uh, record. This is like full circle for Steph. And then to see uh, – <coughs> sorry, uh, it's late over here. I'm over on, uh, on the East Coast. No worries, bro. Uh, to, uh, to Kaminga, yo, he's been playing crazy good. Like he deserves at least five to eight minutes a game, and if he plays well, he should get 10 to 12 minimum. Um, but other than that, that's all I got. Appreciate it. Yeah, Chris, appreciate it. Call it, call it again. I, I agree with you. I think we can love Kaminga. Kaminga. People love Kaminga, bro. Because it does not matter if he plays two minutes or it does not have to play 30 seconds. He gives you at least one wow play a game where you're like, nah, I, I got to watch this more. I need a little more of this. I know what Damian Lee is going to do. No offense. I know what like, some of these other guys right. are going to do. Right. I need it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, more Kuminga, more Kuminga in 22. That's that's the new light years motto. Everything Warriors, the only thing Warriors fans agree on is is Steph is amazing and and Kuminga needs more run. I love it. <laughs> uh, oh hey, Neil. By the no, way, Neil, no, no, Neil, no. you're such a troll for that picture. <laughs> that is, there's an explanation Mannion. though. There's a guy, man. I might I might own a Nico Mannion jersey for finishing last in the Light Years Discord oh. fantasy football league. So <laughs> it's really my own bad drafting and team management. So you can work to Coachella, like it will it'd be cool. That's, yeah, out, maybe just, outside outside lands next year. Uh, I am aware. So I am aware. Just so so people know, in the, in the Light Years Discord there was a fantasy league, and I I have kept my dibs on it. I am aware that Neil finished last. I just want to know how. You guys found a Nico manager. Did you have to custom it? Uh, I don't know if they've, I don't know. I haven't like looked for it yet, but like, I'm because like, you know, I'm, I'm in the consolation bracket. So I think, I think we're doing it so that whoever finished last in that would be last, but I'm not, not just last in the regular season. You got to lose out in the playoffs too. You got to lose out in the, in the loser playoffs. Yeah. I think that's how it's going, but I guess I'll find out in the discord later. Um, when I'm getting roasted, but um, Jesus <laughs> Christ! By by the way, Neil Ragavan, part of the uh, Light Years Dream Team. Uh, obviously, it's Neil at the top, along with producer Tim, and then you know Sam and I bringing up the rare. So appreciate you, brother. Of course, yeah. And I, I was just saying, like, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, watching that game, like the you know, I would have loved for it to happen at home, but if it was gonna be, it was gonna be anywhere else. New York City um, was the place for it to happen. Um, you know, it makes me miss my. Uh, my New York days for sure, because a sporting, a big sporting event in New York is uh, there's not much else like it. Um, and honestly, I th- I think I'd probably lean more toward this his slump being kind of record related. I think like you see it in like baseball where guys are going for like records for like you know home run milestones and they kind of just stop hitting. Um, I think it's probably something similar to that. And I think we should see him break out um, in the next few games. But yeah, that's all I got. Need Steph to drop 12 threes in Boston on Friday. That's going to be, that's how we'll know it's about the record that once he's beyond the record, if he just, if he just starts heating up, you know, maybe he's this eight to 10 in Boston, maybe it's another eight to 10 in Toronto, the following game starts lighting it up. Then, then we'll, I know that's, by the way, that's, that's the standards he's at like a five, three pointer game. It's like, eh, eh, it's just, eh. it was subpar tonight. No, that's nothing special. He's got to hit like nine for us to be like, oh, he was, he was in a, it was a good game. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good for Steph. Nine threes, you know, 38 points tonight. Not bad. By the way, also getting double teamed and triple teamed. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, oh, we got producer. Oh, there we go. Bringing all the goats. Oh man. You know what? I actually didn't even mean to, to send a speak request, but (laughs) now that I'm here, 
now that I'm here. Uh, Did you get the nah, twice tickets in L.A.? Did you, by chance? Man, I'm not going to no concert. All right. I thought you would. I thought you would. Are you paying? Yeah, I got my tickets that. last week. Oh, man. You know, have a good time. Have a good time. <laughs> No kidding, producer Tim. <laughs> well, what you got for us? What, oh, well, I was going to go. Uh, I was messing with him, but all right. If you want to call back on Tim. Tim, Tim, if you want to hit back up, we'll bring you in. We got three more to get to. Let's get through it. Mark, what's up, man? Yo, what's there up, guys? Go. Big fan. Here we go. Um, Stephen A. Smith, I know, probably not the best source, but uh, <clears throat> he said uh, the Warriors can win potentially the next couple championships what are you guys' thoughts on that and does Steph become the greatest of all time if they do do that first off I was um I was discussing with with friend of the show uh Jason Maples how Steph is this generation's Kobe and I think tonight nights like tonight really exemplify because like the only player of the last era I can think of who gets people to just like drop what they're doing to watch them go for a singular accomplishment was Kobe, right? And then they have the same exact group of haters. The <laughs> same people, the same people who said T Mac was the same caliber of player as Kobe tell you Dame Lillard is the same <laughs> caliber of player as Steph Curry. So all that's to say, because when people say the Warriors can win a couple more, it reminds me of how like people took everything away from Kobe. Oh, well, he had Shaq. Oh, he did this. And then he went and won titles like Powell and a new cast. I kind of feel like that's going to happen with the Warriors with this group. I don't know if it happened this year, but I feel pretty confident that they're going to get their shot at getting their – get at least one more, if not more than that, titles and kind of cementing the legacy that, you know, hey, KD was great, but – don't ever think he built this, you know? Oh, God, that's a great line. Fucking put that on a shirt. I wonder if she's <laughs> in here. Uh, yeah, uh, Stephen A., by the way, I don't know what paycheck he's gotten from whom. Most likely Joe, but Jesus, he is on a warrior slurp fest. Um, and I love it. Um, with, with Steph and MJ, I, it's hard to say he's going to be better unless he wins more titles because he's lost in the final. So, hey, if he gets seven, <laughs> but geez, seven. Um, and, and, and to I, be I don't honest, dare, yeah. And to be honest, I don't really care if he wins another yeah, title. If he right. wins another title, we're now talking about a guy with four titles who's done it kind of over the span of a decade Whew. with different teams, different teammates. I mean, Barbosa was on the first title. Wiggins might be on the next title. You, you know what I'm saying? Like at a certain oh. point, the longevity speaks for itself. So. Yeah. The fact yeah. that we can put Steph in that conversation, that he's putting himself in that conversation, is what matters. Because it's, it's all subjective. You go talk to some, like, six-year-old, they'll be like, Kareem was the best I ever saw. You know, it's like everyone everyone goes with what they saw the best. The point is you want him to be in that conversation. I, I think he wins one more, though. He is firmly in that top ten conversation. I think right now he's a little bit outside of it. I think same with KD. I, just, I don't know why people put KD in front of Steph in all these conversations. He's not. But if Steph wins one more. Yeah, he's he's in that convo. You don't want to hear us talk. About, I mean, actually, the fault. you guys do. But the timeline <laughs> might not. <laughs> if we are going to talk about it. All right, All right let's get let's on? get let's get Tim back up here. Sorry yeah. for cutting you off, Tim. Oh no, yeah, it's all good, bro. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, everybody's pretty much said everything that you could say about Steph right now. But I got I got another question. What are the odds that Steph, or well, one, Steph gets MVP, two, Draymond gets Defensive Player of the Year, and three, and most importantly, an Andrew Wiggins All-Star <laughs> appearance? Ooh, ooh, I love that one. I'm gonna. I, I might have to just. I might have to just lead the Wiggins all-star campaign on the timeline just to watch people get like wait but you hated him just to see them get really mad but um you want want to run through it all right Steph mvp steph mvp what do you think the odds are uh it's probably the most likely thing to happen at this point right so he's the favorite if you're all out of all of these three it would be the most likely thing to happen would be steph i think i think i think draymond defensive player of the year is the most likely 
uh, just because they're so good defensively. And I think a lot of media people are looking at Gobert winning three and they're like, come on, guys. You know, like, <laughs> let's, 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 make this let's make this MVP. I, I think at least KD, it's going to be a little bit of a like Steph or KD type of vote. Like, I think Steph's a front runner, but I think that one, like, who's making a case for Did, defensive player? These yeah, I, that's true. I, I, I mean, I also I saw the straw poll that Tim Bontemps did uh, earlier mm-hmm. this week, and I just I mean, damn near looks like another unanimous campaign that Steph is. But you know, early in the season, early in the season, so we'll see. Um, but I just, you're right. I just, there's I no swear competition to God, for I swear to God, God if they give Rudy Gobert a fourth defensive player of the year, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, they're going to lose in the first round or second round again. It's like, dude, we, at this point, you're devaluing the award. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like a good player, but like, you're going to have him win like the most defensive player of the years of all time. Come on, man. Is that you know? for the most? Yeah, that's, the I don't, I don't know if it's the most, but he's got to be approaching it. Jeez. So. And Joe Wiggins all-star, by the way, Mike, shout out to producer Tim, by the way, we do, we do these pods like every other day and he's, he's grinding out there with us for us um, to get these out. So, um, and Joe Wiggins all-star campaign, Tim, come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Mike Vick has actually called in, Sam, when you weren't here, I think about a week ago, talking about, you know, if you look at the wing options and the front court options in the Western Conference with the way that, you know, LeBron maybe, like some of these guys, like, maybe Wiggins has a case. So, you know, maybe. I, maybe. I, think he, I actually think he has a case, but I'm going to run down names for you real quick, okay? All right. Steph, CP3, yeah. Booker, yeah. Luca, PG13, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. LeBron, that's six. Yeah. AD, that's seven. Jokic, that's eight. Gobert, who I despise, that's nine. <laughs> you know, now we're getting to like I don't know Donovan Mitchell, ten. Yeah. Um, Draymond Green probably does. No, Draymond definitely deserves yes. Wiggins. Yeah, that's eleven. Um, I don't know. It's I've probably forgot someone really obvious too. Like I didn't mention Dame, but he's not playing like an All Star. So, uh, but he's uh, got name cachet, like, and jaw might good. be out of there. He's been hurt. So like, it's you know, jaw, jaw, I would have said would be a lock before yeah. the injury. Now it's like, yeah. I don't know if he's going to play enough games, um, cat, you know, I don't know. I think it's, yeah. gonna, it's kind of Garrison Mikus Matthews. And I'm just, Mika's right, right though. There's not a lot of wings, but it, there, there is a lot of stars. Like they might just take an all-star team of guards and big men. Maybe some coach's decision type of stuff. I mean, guys might just love the the, the story of two by the way, way the, the narrative of the Warriors. Yeah, oh two of oh two. I mean, tell you Fitz's propaganda is gonna be incredible. Come come uh if like before All Star campaign and then after if Wiggins is an All Star, Fitz is going to be incredible. The stuff that he's gonna say. I honestly want him to be an All Star just to hear what Fitz would say. And yeah. Joe, Joe's yeah. gonna go on TK show and and just talk about how you know you know what. Right now we're in. We don't need to. <laughs> do we got another one? Do we got another guy? We oh, do. We get to. We get to Pastor John McWalt. Right. Hey yo, thanks for having me on. Uh, I want to circle back on the record. Um, I, this number keeps popping in my head, and I keep thinking of Babe Ruth as well. When I think of Steph establishing a number that no one will understand, five thousand. Can he get to five thousand three pointers? You know, three fifty a year, six years. That's 21. That gets him there, right? Like, that, it's possible, right? Could he get to 5,000 three-pointers? How insane would that be? Five. 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 Years. And then who in the world is going to get to 5K? That makes him Babe Ruth. That makes him the greatest of all time. End of story. We're going to, you know, they have Barry Bonds on the post-game show showing Steph love. We're going to have to get, we're going to have to get Steph some of Barry's trainers because he's going to need to be producing at 41, 42 to hit 5,000. True, 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 true. But that, I mean, that that's the thing. Like, he doesn't have to average as much as like he doesn't have to go like four four hundred threes a year. And the way that the league's going, if he can just kind of just keep hitting them and hitting them when we don't need him to drive all the time to the hole because we got Kaminga now. I mean, maybe he got a shot. Who knows? <laughs> Look, we're we'll we'll commanding too. double teams. You know, stuff's going to be open. Yeah, he looks like the next freak for some reason. I mean, I don't think he will be, but you never know. He's he's showing all these signs amazing maybe that helps Steph extend it out where then he's getting these crazy passes from Kaminga out to the wing at the tail end of his career and he just passed those numbers up to 5k <laughs> yeah I, five is a lot 
Let's it leave it is there. a lot, but it's there. It's like I'm not being an insane person. That's the crazy part. Well, like, if there's one person possible. that can, there's one person that can do it. I mean, he might get another thousand in three seasons. Like that's very doable. And if he can get to four thousand by age thirty-seven, whoo. Yeah, because then you think he'd hang around. He'd hang around to get the five k. It's not. It's not impossible. It sounds impossible, but it's not impossible. We're gonna end it there. McWalters, appreciate you. Appreciate everyone who listened in.